Hey, beautiful. Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. I am your host, Melissa Impet. Today, I'm inviting on a guest from Facebook. Her name is Jasmine, and I'm so excited. I think Jasmine is our first guest on from Canada. So welcome, Canada. Canada's in the house. I'm really excited to introduce Jasmine to you. She has such a powerful story about how she persevered through something that could have really held her back from her fitness journey. So it was really great hearing her perseverance and how she didn't let anything get into her way. And now health and fitness is such a huge part of her life. So welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hey girl, I'm so excited for this opportunity. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to connect with your audience and hopefully provide some really great value to them. Oh, so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your heart. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jasmine. I am 36 years old. I'm an entrepreneur who lives in Canada, just outside of Toronto in a very small community. Uh, I left my government job, my security of a 12 <laughs> years in behavioral psychology uh, to follow my other passions. So, wow, that's so brave. Yeah, it was, it was a big step, but to be honest, it was probably the easiest decision I ever made. Um, I'm so happy I did that. So yeah, I merged my background in behavioral psych with health and fitness to really help up level women's experience about what health and fitness really, really is. And I wanted to be able to be that voice um, and to bring understanding to some of the struggles I feel that women experience in the health and fitness industry with body image, um, self-confidence, self-sabotaging behaviors, and to really help them understand them more so that they can feel like they have their power back. Cool. That's an awesome mission. I love that. So how did, how did this all become a part of your life? What was your, did you, were you always into fitness? Did you play sports growing up? Yeah, I was always a super active little girl slash tomboy, um, (laughs) playing in the dirt with my, my skirts, but you know, the side ponytail with a braid, (laughs) Hanging hanging out with my brother and his friends. Um, super active, um, did a lot of competitive dance. Um, I did gymnastics. I did wow. pretty much everything. Um, and I did that all up until the age of about, I would say nine or so until I was diagnosed with a severe hip condition, oh. um, where I was brought to sick kids in Toronto and they just told my mom, like, just take her out of all extracurricular activities. Oh, no. Yeah. And at that age, that was kind of devastating to me. Devastating. Yeah, because that's all I really, really knew. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself? (laughs) Because I was that kid that got pulled from class all the time because I either had a recital or I was competing in gymnastics or or whatnot. So, you know, when that happened to me, I was like, now what? You know, so. Especially that age, like it must have been so hard for you to even understand. Yeah, and I didn't understand. And so, you know, being a little girl and, you know, as time goes on and hormones and things like that, my body's changing and not understanding and, you know, just being in a position where it's like, my mom says, what do I, well, I want her to experience, like I want her to have extracurricular activities because that was really important for my mom, uh, for me to be involved and to socialize. Um, Mm. So she put me into, (laughs) she put me into sewing. Cool, there you go. At the time, I was like, really, mom? That's hysterical. Uh, She's like, I have to find something for my daughter to do. Something, right? So she didn't quit. So she's like, 
sewing, Jasmine. I'm like, what a good mom. <laughs> yeah. Ended up making a really cute, you know, pink and white polka dot matching, you know, nice. skirt. That's, I, I'm just laughing because that that's what I went to school for. I went to college for fashion merchandising okay. and design. So I'm just laughing because our projects all the time were to make sew our own outfits. So I'm just laughing because it's not easy. So I can't imagine at that age. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was completely outside of my skill set. I had no idea. Secretly, I loved it. Don't tell me yeah. on that. Yeah. This is so out of my element. And then I uh, did, you know, she put me in girl guides and things like that. All of it very short lived. I was like, no, I'm a sports girl, definitely a sports girl. And uh, so that's kind of how it started, just being like being a natural athlete, super competitive, love that. Um, and then as I got older and your body changes, you know, putting on some weight and things like that. Um, uh, at the age of 15, I stepped into my first gym with my brother because my brother and I became really, really, really close growing up, pretty much best friends. And uh, it was one of those gyms where your mom probably wouldn't want you to go because it was really <laughs> grimy. It was in like a basement. Like stuff. an old school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And no idea. Had no idea like what any kind of exercise was. Didn't know how to use any of the machines or anything like that. And I think that was kind of like the exciting part for me. It was like, this is so cool. What is this place? And, yeah. you know, I just, I You said 15, 15 years old? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, went in 15 while I was with my brother. My yeah. mom has always been into fitness, always in really, really good shape. Um, and I think it was just something like naturally I fell in love with. Had no idea. Um, and yeah, that's kind of 15 is where it really, really started. I just kind of got curious about it. I didn't know what I was doing, played around, just know, just knew I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, and just, you know, started reading more. Um, loved getting the oxygen magazines with Monica Brand. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yep, I had my little workout books with like I would cut out little clippings of like the movements. I would tr you know write my sets and my reps and cool. write my nutrition and all that other kind of cool stuff. And actually, I think it was like this year I was doing a live video with my inner circle. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just I had an aha moment. I said, I've had this book since I was really, really young. And I said, I was literally manifesting my life at that age. and I had no idea. Yes, you totally were. How yeah, magical no is idea. that? Yeah, because I was gonna say this was before any type of like social media, right? Yeah. Like magazines were it. That's it. Wow. That's it. So I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, holy cow, I had no idea. Like I always, like for me, fitness was just, it was an interest and then it turned into a hobby and then it manifested into a passion and then now it's my career. So I yeah. thought that was really, really cool how that all evolved. Yeah. So you've had an yeah. amazing journey. So wow, yeah. this next question, this next question's pretty much been answered, but how would you say that fitness yeah. has made an impact on your life, <laughs> your entire life? Pretty much, you know what, it was kind of like my saving grace. It, it was like my, I'm sure you, lots of women say this, it's like the therapy, it's your, yeah. it's your self care, it's, it's your best friend sometimes when you just, you need space and it's always there for you and those sorts of things. And I definitely went through a really hard time with my weight. I was upwards to like 220 pounds, um, you know, really self-conscious, engaging in a lot of negative self-talk. Um, self-sabotaging behaviors, mm. um, engaged in emotional eating, binge eating, had been through all of that. And 
when I really realized like going to the gym, I was able to shape and mold my body the way that I wanted. I thought that was the most empowering thing I could do for myself. So So awesome that you say that. So in alignment with my mission, inspiring people to take the bodies that they were blessed with and build them into the bodies of their dreams. Yeah, exactly. And then, so when I, you know, I learned all about fitness and how to work out properly and things like that. And then came the nutrition component. I was like, wow, I can really now up level this and I can, you know, nourish my body. And then I always had an interest in, in, and people and how to do certain things and how we become certain ways and all that kind of curiosity was kind of, it all went hand in hand because it all is about shaping and molding and becoming and changing. Mm. So I was like, Oh, this is like, like a full fold, like you get it from all pillars. Yeah. So, you know, with my own personal growth and going through and really you know, going through that pain and suffering and utilizing health and fitness as something to add to my life rather than to control my life Mm. um, was really empowering for me. So yeah, fitness has played many, many roles in my life uh, from, you know, being there to help me out through the tough times to when I'm feeling the best. Um, Mm. So it's literally my lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. So what type of fitness are, do you love right now? What, what's your fitness style like? I love right now that I can be super playful. Yeah. And I think that's super important because I think that sometimes with fitness and nutrition, we, we can become super rigid with it and it can be super controlled and it's supposed to be something exciting and fun and it's supposed to be something that adds to your life and not control it. And so I love that I'm in that place where I feel comfortable and confident that I can just be playful with like my training and my nutrition and things like that. But for me right now, like you probably know this, it's all about being quick, fast and effective (laughs) in and out uh, because, you know, time, everybody is, you know, we're busy, but I want to be productive. So that for me is really key. So I love doing circuit style training right now. That's probably my go-to. That's probably, yeah, the most fun I have too is like in and out, intense, short and sweet, get the benefits, done. You're done. You know, you set the tone to your day and you're ready to go. That's such a powerful message that you're sharing because it's so true. It's got to be something that you enjoy doing. Like people that put themselves in such a rigid situation, you're, you're, of course you're going to fall off eventually because you're not finding joy in it. Absolutely. And for sure. I mean, time and a place for the goal, but if the foundation is, you know, Cause really what is health and fitness? It's to up level your life. It's, it's to make you a better person. It's to add longevity. Um, it's to increase your independence for as long as you possibly can. Mm. Um, you know, vitality, wellness, mental fitness, all of those emotional stability, emotional fitness, all of those sorts of things. So when we kind of isolate it as only an aesthetic thing, I think we really devalue the value of it. And, Sometimes it can be very disempowering for us when it's all surrounded about an aesthetic. Yes. When it's kind of like the aesthetic is like the cherry on top. For yeah. Me. For me, and for me, anyways. Yeah, that's yeah. the result that you just get when you focus a lot on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what do you do to keep your motivation up? Uh, I don't rely on motivation. Yes. <laughs> That's such a common answer. And it's so great for people to hear because I can't tell you how many people reach out to me. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay positive all the time? And the truth is, is you don't always. So what's some recommendations that you have? Discipline. Yes. 
And I don't mean that necessarily like in a militant way, like you got to be disciplined, like in the army. I think for me and what I really try to communicate to, to other people, to other women, is that discipline is really, um, it's a it's like self-love, right? If you have discipline for the things that matter and to, to better your life, and um, then that to me is, you know, self-love um, and it's self-respect and motivation. You know, a funny little phrase I, I use is like, it's like a warm bath. Right? You know, you get into a nice warm bath and it's like all bubbly and luxurious and you love it. And then you sit there for like 10 minutes and then it kind of is like lukewarm and then cold. And then you're yeah. like, this is gross. I need to get out. <laughs> That's such a great analogy. Right? And you're like, this, is, this, this sucks. I'm out. Get me out of here. So I think like, yeah, understanding that you can't rely on motivation, but something you can rely on is if you are consistent you get results that's what drives the motivation mm. yeah and I think too like you know paying attention to who you surround yourself with you're, you're a product of your environment and if you're with people who I'm not saying intentionally but aren't like-minded or have similar goals or similar values and things like that you tend to pick up on habits and things like that that you maybe don't really realize that you're absorbing and you're modeling after so mm. having a couple of people in your corner that either inspire you uh, or hold you accountable, whether that's friends or family or even your own coach, I think is really, really crucial because it's so easy to go backwards. It's so easy to get into old, um, you know, self-sabotaging behaviors. It's so easy to go back to old routines. So if you kind of have, you know, your little tribe of, you know, health and fitness people who have like-minded goals, I think that's really, really helpful. Um, so, and for me, my biggest, I, like you're talking about motivation, it, are my clients. Yes. I have to be the role model. I have to be the leader. And something that is super important to me is my integrity. So if I'm not acting, thinking, and being in the way that I represent and have those same expectations for my clients as I do for myself, then it really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so it's it's kind of mind-blowing to me how much my own tribe has motivated me on a different level. And I'm just so yeah. grateful because I can't imagine not having them in my life. Right. Yeah. They, and that's, and I think that really drives the deeper why. So if you have that deeper why that, that intrinsic motivation, then that, that really gets you through those tough spots, those, mm. those hurdles when life happens, when we get yeah. busy and all that kind of stuff. So mm. yeah, for sure. Have, having that deeper why having, you know, being responsible to a, a group of people. Yeah. That's, that's some, that's some accountability. <laughs> yep. yep. Right there. You that is serious accountability. And let's be honest. Like, let, let's just be honest. Like you don't, if you're on social media acting as, you know, an influencer or a coach or whatever it is, you better be walking the walk and people yes. don't want to like meet somebody <laughs> and they go, you kind of raise your eyebrow at you going, you don't look the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> so true. So it's much easier just to be authentic and yeah. really just do what's true to you rather yeah. than, you know, they say that imposter syndrome where you feel like you always have to level up to the standard that really just does not resonate with you whatsoever. It's mm -hmm. just so much, it's kind of like going, like dating somebody new and you're like, you're on your best behavior for the first three months. <laughs> and then you go, oh, I'm so exhausted. Can we just get to the real stuff now? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, it's yeah. so it's so true. Yeah. That's funny that you just mentioned dating because I was just thinking to myself when we were talking about, you know, your your environment is a product of who you're going to be. How do you feel about relationship wise? How important do you think it is to have someone who is, you know, on the same page as you as far as your goals are concerned? You know what? We work, well, I work with a lot of a lot of couples and I work with a, a lot of people who are in relationships and this comes up all the time. And you know what? I think it's important to have support. Now this person may not be completely on board, but I don't I think it's okay if they're not doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I think what ends up happening is people use that as a way, like a scapegoat to be like, well, my partner, you know, they, they're not on the same page and I've got to wait for them. And, you know, they're worried about me changing and things like that. And it's like, well, why don't you just start chipping away and see if you become the inspiration. Mm, I right? love that. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, if people are a little bit more realistic with their goals too, in terms of like what they're looking for and for a lifestyle change and things like that, you know, the partner also might think like they're trying to completely change their lifestyle, completely change everything, that comfort zone. That can be a bit scary. That can be a bit intimidating. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're also not responsible in terms of like making that person go to the gym or live the lifestyle that you're, you're living. Because I mean, if you're kind of putting yourself on the back burner, that's only what you're going to attract more. Right. Yeah. So if you're unhappy and you just kind of surrender and sacrifice because your partner's nervous that you're going to look better, or <laughs> better. I mean, to me, love is about, you know, wanting somebody to be happy. Yeah. But I think it's situation specific. You know, mm. so, you oh, know, and there's definitely two, two sides of the coin to everything. Yes, that's for <laughs> sure. That's for sure. Oh, gosh, this has been so much fun. So I really would love for you to share with our listeners where they can find you. How can they connect with you? You can definitely find me on Instagram at, at Jazz Perks. I also have a website called www.apexphysiques.ca, not com, CA. And I also have an inner circle called Her Inspired Fit Life, where Ooh. women are looking to up-level their life in fitness, uh, nutrition, um, mindset, and more like a holistic kind of approach where cool. really understanding what health and fitness is really about and getting them to identify what that looks like for them. Beautiful. So what I'll do is I'll take those links and I'll put them in the show notes so people can scroll down and have access to them. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Come, come join the community. We've got about over 225 women in there. So cool. So <laughs> before, before we wrap things up, um, I would love for you to leave a piece of advice. You've already left quite a few, but a piece of advice for the listeners. Oh goodness. Um, you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect for sure. For sure. Embrace the messy. Embrace, Ooh, embrace the, messy. the messy. Yes. yes those struggles, got there there's definitely lessons in there and uh it'll help build your your self-confidence it'll teach you what you like what you don't like and it'll provide a lot more experiences for you yeah, yeah. oh i love that jasmine thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the show and sharing your heart with us my pleasure thank you for giving me this opportunity to connect with so many like-minded women and th thank you for you know 
being a motivator and an inspiration to other women to to go after their passion and to live their best life. I think this is fantastic that you're being that voice for women and you know showing them strong independence and you know getting like-minded women together. I think that's oh, really you're gonna make awesome. me tear up. That is so <laughs> sweet of you. I really, really appreciate your words. That means so much to me. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Jasmine. <laughs>